I'm ready. Let's do it. What is up? Yes, welcome everyone to the latest edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. This week, I'm joined by my Galaxy of Geeks co-host, Mr. Chris Vaglio. How are you, sir? I am awesome. How are you? This is cool. Happy to be on uh, the Mars Attacks radio podcast. There you go. Um, we have some of the, uh, regulars joining us in the chat already. We have Jose up in Connecticut. Hello, sir. We have, uh, Rob Roy in, um, Rob Roy. Yeah. Okay. Rob Roy. See, <laughs> last week I, last week I mess up your state. This week I mess up your last name. Sorry. Rob Roy. all over the place. I'm all over the place. Rob Roy in Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Missouri. I don't know if, which of those pronunciations is correct. I apologize, but one of those apologize. I'm hoping is correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come so, on, man. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Uh, yeah, my attempts on uh, pronunciation tonight. But uh, anyway, um, we usually do this on Thursdays. Uh, but last night we did. Um, I did a solo show for Galaxy of Geeks. He did. You were at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I was. The Rangers game. I was. Oh, what was it like being in the garden? Um, uh, it was. Well, it was awesome. So it was the second time I've been there now. So we went on my birthday in March, which that was the first time. So it was funny that it was a little ironic that the last live thing I attended before lockdown was a hockey game. Um, <laughs> like the la- and that was like March right. 11th or 12th and everything was locked down, uh, like the 16th. So right. that was the last live, like big thing like that I attended and then my first big thing, live thing back was the hockey game. The so hockey game. Yeah. it was nice. So, but going back again, the second time around was fun. They got the process down a little bit better. I just had to bring my vaccine card this time, uh, okay. but it's still, it's like weird because, you know, you're used to it being like, you know, 20,000 people or whatever yeah. it is in there. And there's like literally 2000. So it kind of has the feel of like a, a preseason game, but it's a real mm-hmm. game. And, you know, so, but it's also nice because you can actually like, you know, move around a little bit. You're not like, right. like on top of each other. So there's, mm-hmm. those are nice, but it's also like you miss a little bit of the energy of like, you know, the place rocking when, you know, when the Rangers like score and stuff like the place sure. goes berserk. But, uh, but I am just happy and appreciative that I was even there because, you know, once again, I didn't think, I didn't think I was going to get to see live hockey at the arena at MSG at all this year. So it was fortunate right. to be back, but it's cool. It is, it is nice to see, to be at MSG, the world's greatest arena, the world's yeah. most famous arena and, uh, and watching, watching our Rangers destroy the devils. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Um, 
I don't know, you were sending me uh, videos and it was kind of surreal yeah. just seeing the place empty. You know, I've yeah. the way things have lined up for me the last few times that I've been back to the guard, it, it's been preseason games because yeah. of the fact that, I mean, we'd, we'd be in the area in around September. So, you know, it was the only thing we could get. And it's funny yeah. because there were people there say, oh, there's just a, a, a stupid, you know, preseason game. Right. For you it is. But this is like my yeah. only chance being able to get in the garden this year. So I know. I know. It's, I mean, going to see the preseason. I, I always, you know, listen, preseason games. But I, I always kind of like going to preseason games because you get to see the, some of the younger guys. Sometimes it's the only time you even get to see them play. Right. You know, during the year, unless you go up to Hartford and go see them play on, on the Wolfpack. But um but yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I mean, and, and not anymore. Well, yeah, you can still buy them cheap if you're buying them secondhand. But when you get the season tickets, like you're charged full price for those preseason, much like the NFL. Like those tickets are full price <laughs> of regular wow. season tickets. It's like yeah, I, okay. I remember I used to be on a Rangers board, and there was um, someone that was trying to sell their tickets because they weren't going the preseason game. I'm like, right. okay, well, I'll, I'll buy them. How much you want for them? 200 bucks a pop. And I'm like, for a preseason game? Seriously? Yeah, really. He, he was like, well, I could, I could still sell them off easily. And I said, well, then do it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I said, I'm not, uh, I told the guy, I said, look, I'm not paying more than 70 bucks a head. He's right. like, well, you know, it's this or it's that. And, you know, and they're, they're premium. <laughs> you know, I said, look, <laughs> premium you know the the garden isn't that big of an arena it's it's not like one of these big cavernous arenas like i've been to the arena um down in philly the the uh fu center i forget what it's called now it's the comcast center yeah or well no wells wells fargo Fargo. arena is it wells fargo or is that or is that uh where the the caps play no no i think it is wells fargo is philly it's wells fargo yeah. yeah Yeah, they replaced uh, – for those of you that are out of the area, we used to uh, refer to Philly's old stadium, which it's funny. Somebody posted a few weeks back celebrating the life of the spectrum, and I posted, yeah. We used to call that place the rectum. So Yeah, uh, yeah the rectum and then the mausoleum up in uh, – yeah. In uh, in Nassau, oh, wow. <laughs> in, in Long Island, yeah, which we we you know we we uh, over the weekend uh, the Rangers played the the Islanders and they were at the Coliseum, um, I guess whatever it was that Friday or Saturday game we we're at the Coliseum because they're still using the old Coliseum while they're building the new thing um, because Barclays is I think they're split in time and you know Barclays was all screwed up anyway because the sight lines were all off there because it was never right. built for uh, ice hockey. Yeah. <laughs> It was built like a horseshoe, and yeah, it was built for basketball. I mean, it's that's and and concerts and stuff, but never they never thought they were going to put a rink in there. So stupid, so stupid. Yeah. So anyway, we could talk about hockey all night long. Yeah, I know that's not what everybody's tuning in to hear us talk about tonight, but uh, but thank you for humoring us about a little hockey talk and going back to MSG, which was nice. Yes, awesome. Um, When do you think you'll see a concert there? I, there's nothing that I know that's on deck right now. I think until the fall, I have to look. I thought MSG maybe had something. I have to look. It may be a rescheduled thing, but right now there's nothing. No, and I could be totally wrong on that. So, but when I was there, there was no. It was mostly just right. it's Knicks and in, in hockey. 
yeah, you know, yeah, bas- yeah. So basketball and, and, uh, and, uh, and hockey is the only things right. on, on the schedule right now. Okay. Um, well, we were talking a little earlier today about a bunch of new music that's come out. Um, mm, today. Today, specifically, or, or this week, there, yeah. there were um, – uh, it's funny because me and you were talking about the new Fear Factory. So yeah. that's going to be coming out – July 18th or June 18th. I'm June sorry. 18th. Yeah. And yesterday on liquid metal on, on uh, Sirius, they were playing the new song like every hour uh, wow. for the whole day. So that was like, I kept saying, you can't hear it anywhere first. Like you have to listen to us and tomorrow will be available. But if you want to hear it now, yeah. that was kind of cool though. It was like, you know, maybe feel like back in the day, you know, when, when something was released that it was like, it was like a little excitement build. I, I kind of, it was like a little old school. I thought, I thought that was kind of neat. So it was cool hearing it on in the car as I was going to the game and it came on and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Wrong, uh, it's a good up. song. I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling on the wrong. Uh, You're pulling on the wrong. I'm p- yeah okay. Yeah, my bad. I cut you off. There. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no. I was just saying, like the new song is is really good. It's uh, I you know I've listened to it a bunch of times, and you know I've just been I, and I loved I I really liked Genexus. I thought that was a cool record. I yeah. saw them uh, when they toured on that record, and then they came back around, and then they did the D Manufacture uh, twenty fifth uh, anniversary, I think. Or twenty mm-hmm. uh, twenty five years, and I saw them, on, and it, it they sounded awesome. They and I liked that record, so I've been like, oh man, when are we getting this new Fear Factory? And I know if you follow right. Dino on Twitter, there's been a ton of like, you know, back and forth, and, and it's 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 I, kind of a hilarious Twitter feed to, to follow, and how much stuff he has to, you know, the stuff he deals with in his own way. But yeah. I, I'm just I'm just excited to hear some new Fear Factory music. What you know. Whether Burton's in or Burton's out, it sounds like Burton's out, and there's a new singer that they're gonna, I guess, go on tour with when if that yeah. ever happens. But mm-hmm. um, this song, I haven't heard the whole record, but this song I dig. I mean, I've listened to it a bunch, and I and I'm like yeah. just sticking with me. How do you feel? Wait one second. Let's okay. play a little bit of it. All right. Disruptor. song is disruptor the album is going to be called aggression continuum i really like the song and i think it's a, a... sorry that was me <laughs> oh, wait, i was I like i was like wait a second i'm like why is this I'm like <laughs> um so i think it's an atypical first single for them just yeah. the way that the song is structured like uh, the the verse is kind of very familiar, but the chorus is very different for how Burton takes, you know, the clean vocals on. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I was like, okay, 
cool. They're going in, you know, they're going to be doing something different. It's not like a, like a power shifter. Or it's not like yeah. mechanized or something like that, where the last few albums they've had, like that first single was like that stereotypical yeah. fear factory song, which there's nothing wrong with it, but this is different, which, which I yeah. can appreciate. Um, so the, the, the kind of four one one is this, this album was recorded five years ago. Yeah, see, and that's something I, I missed in the, di- the dialogue. So when you told me that yeah. today, I was like, well, I mean, that was like, well, I did not know it was five years ago that it yeah. was recorded. So, okay. It was recorded five years ago. Um, the album was supposed to be called Monolith. There's a track called Monolith on the album. It's mm-hmm. like the... I think there's there's like 12 tracks on the album. I think it's like track number nine or something like that. Um, okay. Let me see here. Because it, it is up on on Apple oh, Music. The whole thing is listed. Oh, right, right. Yeah, the, the tracks are up there. It's not on uh, on Spotify. They don't list all the tracks, just the one. But Apple right. Music usually does that pre-sale thing. Yeah, to, to, to wet your whistle. Um so let's see. Wow, it's interesting. And they've changed the Fear Factory band picture here on on um, on Apple Music. To just right, be I mean, the three of them, right? Because they, they did the yeah, same thing with, okay. um, I believe on Spotify, they did the same thing. Oh, no, no. On Spotify, it's, it's Burton still in the picture. Okay. Um, here we go. See that? <laughs> All right, so here it is. It's it's the three of them right here in the middle, um, which is uh, Dino, Tony Campos, and um, Mike Heller is the drummer. Who Mike Heller is now a part of like eighty three bands. <laughs> but, um, so this is coming out on June eighteenth, like I said. And Monolith is the ninth out of ten songs. So I was off on the okay. song. On count, but there was there was like a leaked album cover and everything. Uh, really? Yes. I missed that. Right. So that is that that was no longer. I I forget if it was leaked on social media or if it was on somebody's um, if it was on a website or or what. Um, so in the last five years, there was a lawsuit. So if mm-hmm. I understand this correctly, so the classic Fear Factory lineup is Dino Burton, uh, Christian Ofwoller, or however you pronounce his last name, and Raymond Herrera, who was the original drummer. Okay. Right. Um, the band kind of splintered after Digimortal and then got back together without Dino around. Um, yeah, they did that. The Dino list. Uh, they did two albums without him, which I saw them on tour without him. I saw them on tour without them, too. They opened for Megadeth. At, uh, I saw them. They played with Megadeth uh, at the uh, Wellmont. Oh, okay. Wow. And it was on those two records, the record before Genexus. Um, he wasn't on that record. No, he was on like, t- uh, all right, hold on. Maybe I'm off. Yeah, you're off by a few albums. Yeah. All right. So maybe I, 
I could swear he wasn't in there. So maybe I got my dates. I got my years wrong. Yeah, because before Genexus, there's the Industrialist. And I believe there's like two or three albums that he was on before he came back. Okay. So Digimortal was 2001. Dino started blaming like 9-11 for the album not selling and all this stuff. And and they like fractioned. They fell apart. In 2004, so I, had, I had moved overseas mm-hmm. by this point in time. And this was one of those albums where it was released in Europe like six months before it was released in the States. So it was all over Napster before it even got to right. you know, being sold in the States. Um, yeah, and that, that was definitely way in the, the heyday of um, things like yeah. that, like Napster and all that yeah. audio sharing. So Archetype came out in 2004, and then in 2005, they released Transgression. That's when I saw them. Okay. Um, then after that, they broke up again. From what I remember correctly, that lineup was Burton, was Raymond, was Christian, and they had Byron uh, Stroud of Strapping Young Lad on bass. Um they broke up because their manager was, and let me see if I remember this correctly, mm-hmm. was Raymond's wife. And they started a three-way relationship between Raymond Christian and his wife. Okay. And that kind of creeped Burton out. And okay. he kind of said, you know, well, we shouldn't have someone who's in the middle of like this love triangle yeah. uh, managing our you know, man, probably smart. Right. So, um, so that band, so they fractioned the part. And then in 2009, Dino and Burton came back together. And now we're hearing in the press how, you know, Burton is saying he only did it for money and that he got into a physical altercation with Dino behind the scenes and, and all this other stuff before that, uh, he had done an ascension of the watchers album. He did a two albums with city, City of Fire. The first album was really cool. The second one was very disjointed. Um, but that had Byron, who had stepped in on bass. Um, he was playing bass on that album. Mm-hmm. And Dino had done um, Divine Heresy, um, which had some pretty cool stuff on there as well. So they get back together again. They do 2010's Mechanize. Um, that had Gene Hoagland on drums. And I interviewed Gene around that time. Right. Okay. Then Gene was kicked out of the band and the, they recorded the industrialist in 2012 with a drum machine. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Now Dino has re-recorded that album with Mike Heller on drums and they're supposedly going to release an updated version of that album with live drums. I'd probably make the record sound a lot better because I'm not a really big fan of that record. <laughs> well, there's there's some, in my opinion, there's some cool stuff on there. There is. I just, I don't know. I'm just not, it doesn't grab me. It doesn't, doesn't grab me. <laughs> okay. And then there's Genexus, which came out in 2015. Which, that record I really like a lot. Yeah. It, Genexus is really good. It's probably their strongest album. It's like a return to like form a bit for them. Like yeah. it's it really incorporates a lot of the older elements and with it more up with uh, more updates. I, I really liked it. Yeah. So so that comes out, and then from what I understand, Raymond and Christian 
Now, in order for them to play with the Fear Factory name, they had to come to a legal settlement with with Dino and with uh, with Burton. Okay. So Raymond and Christian wanted to renegotiate this deal. And I guess at the same time, the Fear Factory name, uh, the copyright came up and Dino went behind everyone's back and copyright or trademarked it himself. Trademarked it, yeah. Yeah. So that's where stuff started up with Burton and Burton has said a bunch of stuff that, you know, he he purposely went bankrupt to help Dino out and this, that, and the other thing. And now he wants nothing to do with Dino. So this album was recorded. If it was five years ago, that means it was recorded in 2016. Um, so it was a year after Genexus. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, maybe uh, the yeah, the dates are a little was, off. Yeah, that just seems too quick for me. Um, yeah, because Gen- yeah, Genexus was 2015. So, I mean, I I would assume that um, am I doing my math correct here? 15, 16. Yeah, I mean, I would assume there probably would have been like a two year gap at least. But anyway, mm. the album's been done a bunch of years for a bunch of years. Burton right, seems so. all over it, and then now Burton wants nothing to do with with Dino. Um, a little earlier in the week, there was a post on Twitter. Let me see if I can find this by Jace Lewis, who I got to interview. He is the, um, drummer and producer of Ascension of the Watchers. And he posted a picture of him and Burton in the studio. Now, when I spoke to him, he had only, he mentioned that he had only done two songs with Burton on the album, which are the first two songs off of that Ascension of the Watchers album. Okay. Um, He already said that the, um, the next album was, was going to have a lot more of his involvement in it mm-hmm. um this was a guy who um i'm sure this may come to mind because he was he was actually managed by uh david prose um, okay who was the original darth vader who's that uh, his name is jace lewis no who's darth vader i don't know oh you don't know who the darth vader no, is right never yes happened. Yes. Uh, do you have Darth Vader tattooed on you, or is that just uh, Boba no, Fett? It's, no, it's uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I have Vader. I have a Vader tattoo. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, he's up here. <laughs> he's always watching over you. Always watching. It's funny as you're talking. I was like looking at the D, all of the uh, the tweets that Dino's been sending like today, and like even last night. I guess as the single dropped. I remember I said I was trying to order the record and I'm like, I couldn't get it, but I did get through. And then somebody wrote that, yo, kid, order what's going on. And he's just like heavy traffic because they're like, is it sold out? And he's like, no, heavy traffic. Can you imagine? I thought the record was going to be sold out. I mean, we can get to that because I don't want to jump the gun. Well, no, no, that's fine. Let's let's talk about that. Um, But yeah, so I got that email from Nuclear Blast. And with the here's the patent pre-order, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. And right in there, which um, I don't know if you have. Do you have the graphic you sent me? 
Because on the email I sent, it had the picture of the colored vinyl. And I was like, man, I got to get on that because it looks right. awesome. And I'm like, and it said limited to 1500 copies. And I'm like, oh, no, I want to I want to get on that. And I sent that to, you know, to the like Josh and, and all those guys. And I was like, oh, check this out. So I went on and I was trying to order. And that's when you and I are going back and forth. And I'm like. I'm trying to check out and it just keeps going error, error, error. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to, it's sold out. And then like on the sixth try, it finally goes complete your order. <laughs> I was like, cause I was, and then that's when you were sending. And that just as I checked out and I got, Hey, you're checked out. And I got my confirmation email. You got the European, uh, has uh, more options. And I'm like, oh, and I go over there. I'm like, these are sick too. And I'm like, these are so like nice. Yeah. It was the- funny. Your first reaction was, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I got, I, you know, I wanted to get it. Like, you know how it kicks in? Like, I got to get the tickets. Got to get the, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to go. And what I was a little bummed about, though, is I, I actually was a little bummed that they didn't have a colored vinyl and, and shirt combo. Right. At least in the American store, they didn't. The U.S. store. Because okay. they, had, they had the shirt and black vinyl combo. Yeah. But not the shirt and colored vinyls. I didn't get a shirt. I was like, well, see that this sky blue. Like, see, that's cool. And the purples yeah, don't So so here's here's the whole thing. I started I was like, oh, okay, let, let me see how much these cost. And now I'm seeing that if I want to get this on vinyl, this is the one I'm gonna pick up is the red. It was twenty six dollars here in the States. Okay, so it's they're roughly 27 28 euros here so it's 30 bucks basically yeah so it's about the same okay but this red vinyl yeah from EMP which is a big like uh hard rock and metal online um right. merch site here in Europe um shipping is 6 euros okay. shipping on all these other albums mm-hmm. directly from nuclear blast is twenty dollars? Not because that they're being manufactured in the United States. I mean, if it's coming out of the, it's coming out of the EU store. I mean, but it why, shouldn't it shouldn't cost twenty bucks from fucking so Germany. Why, how is that twenty dollars, and then that is only six? I don't know. It makes zero sense. Well, that red looks pretty nice. See, the one I got was the. Uh, I think it's the one the, at the top. Yeah, I think it's the gray and black. Let me let me just check my inbox. To, yeah, because this is the one that's limited to fifteen hundred. Yes, that and that's yes, that's the one that I got then. Yep. And that one looks pretty cool. That no, it looks it looks cool. But then I saw these other ones like that the like the Caraco uh, black marble. Like that looks sick. Like man, just uh just to just to fill you in, that's pronounced Curacao. You know what I mean. I knew what you meant because for years I, Caraca. <laughs> I, I pronounced it that way as well. No, you're, you're right. Uh, but like that sky blue, like, no, yeah. why, like, and I know it says limited to three, was it 300 or 500? Is that 300? They're all, they're all 300 except they're probably all sold out now. Right. This silver is 600. Um, the Curacao and the clear black is Four hundred. Maybe I just order this, and then I and then I just like sell the other one, <laughs> right? Oh, these, pri- these primal fear vinyls look sick. Wow. Yeah. So they have the aggression, the one that's the nuclear blast exclusive. 
Mm-hmm. See, now even what you have is different from what's on here. See, you have something that's even different. Yeah, because, but because this is the uh, EU store. See, I'm in the nuclearblast.de. Okay, so I went to fearfactory.com. Go to fearfactory.com. Okay. So is that it? They're just collecting on that. They're, it's the universal. Okay, so fearfactory.com. Oh, I didn't even see the music video. Yeah. Okay. So there's the gray and the light. Okay, so now I'm on this. So there's the gray and the white. And then here's the... Oh, see, these are dope. Oh, that's the sky blue. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me see. Shop now, UK store. I bet it's gone. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, it only delivered to the UK, though. Yeah. That's And, and so that means you got to go on Discogs. And that means that it's thanks to Brexit, it's now going to cost you $200 to ship to the U.S. The I red mean, I cannot get either. <clears throat> the red is not shipping to America either. The red, the red I could, you know, similar to uh, what was that? The Metallic album. But then the, the shipping, I found out that now you can ship for cheaper, but there's no tracking. But mm. the way that this stuff disappears at the post office, I would never ship any of this overseas. This Without red tracking. vinyl will not ship until August 20th. Right. That's exactly what, what I told you before. So oh. well now, so some of these, so this blue, the Curacao <laughs> <laughs> and black marble. Now, if I click shop U.S. store, now it takes me to the U.S. store where I could buy this, which wasn't on the U.S. store link that I you bought before. Yeah. Correct. And now it's 30 bucks. So it costs just, yeah, it's the same thing. It's uh, roughly the same. So if I pre-order this, oh, I can. It went into my cart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Crystal clear black looks cool, too. See, this is what happens. I can't spend a fortune on all these, but that. All right. I'm saving this. I think I'm going to. I may, I may pull the trigger on this one, too. And then I'll have two, and I'll just maybe sell the other one. <laughs> I love how everybody's like, why, why are we watching this? Why are we watching these yeah. two guys talk about buying records? These, these, <laughs> these two idiots about these buying These two idiots are, are geeking out over colored vinyl, <laughs> like which ones they're going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, so glad I'm watching this on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're making good use of your time. Um, yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, the other thing, all right, so there was another song released this week. Um, I am surprised beyond belief that I knew of this before you did because you are the biggest fan that I know of the band Quicksand. They are awesome. Yeah, and you know what? It's sometimes I go into uh, – during the week, I, I sometimes I have blinders on on things that I just – I miss things. Uh, right. This obviously I missed the I missed the and the thing is I follow Quicksand on like Instagram and stuff and it did, this did not show up in my feed at all this week so. Taking my 
So fair, fair use there. I don't, I don't want to get yeah, exactly fair use. Um, but the, so I, I like it. I like the music on it. I feel like it sounds a little bit more like older, you know, quicksand His okay. vocal, vocals on this, like, and even with the last record, like, and I know it's just Walter getting older. Right. So it's mm-hmm. obviously the big difference between slip coming out in like the early nineties and manic impression coming out in like 95 or 96, a huge right. difference, you know? So I'm, I'm and he's done so many other projects since quicksand. So he's definitely changed his singing a little bit. So, you know, it's like you listen to slip and manic impression so much. Like you expect that version of quicksand as far as the vocals go. Right. But like Walter has adapted. And so the vocals for me are still a little, like, I, I don't hate them. It's just a different, you know, there's just a different sound and quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the song and I was really excited when, when the new record, well, the previous record that came out, uh, which was the first time they had done anything in a while. And I got to say, I wasn't, let me just bring up the name of that record. Just so I, I have it in front of me. Cause I'm, I want to make sure uh, everybody understands which record I'm talking about. So the last quicksand record that came out before this was in, uh, was in 2017 it was called interiors and that was the first record that they had done together as a band since 1995 so oh wow uh it's a cool record but it's not like i wasn't like i didn't really dive you know it didn't grab me i didn't like listen to it repeatedly now i was definitely there was a lot of other guys i know people who are into quicksand a lot of other fans who like really love this record and, and really uh were big fans of it i definitely don't think it's a terrible record i just didn't gravitate towards it as much as some other people. They did release a a single or a little EP, uh, which I actually liked with the song Multiverse on it, which I really liked that song. And it was like a little EP they kind of released like uh, like a year later with like three songs on it. And I liked that. EP a little bit more and I'm sure it was the same sessions but I like that a little bit more uh, but this song to me sounds more like quicksand to me okay if that makes any sense at all <laughs> to anybody who's a fan of quicksand yeah so that the I have it up on the screen it's the oh, yeah, yeah. the triptych continuum was yes. the single with multiverse um, yeah I get what you're saying the, the new track is called inversion which is what I just played a little bit of um, I said to you, I said, this reminds me of just the mix, the way the drums sound really loud, the way that his vocals are kind of, um, they're echo a little hot. A bit. Yeah, and they're a little hot in the mix, right? Like they're a little, they're yeah. a little more like front than like some of his, than some other quicksand right. stuff. <laughs> it, it, it reminds, it reminds me of Jane's addiction a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if that's a fair assessment, uh, obviously, again, you're a, a longtime fan, so I don't know if that's something that would be insulting to you, or if that's <laughs> something that uh, you'd be like, yeah, you know. No, I, I love. Well, first of all, you know me. I'm. I love Jane's Addiction, so I. I think it's fine, and I'm, I'm sure that these guys, you know, I, Walter, these guys are all good musicians. So, I, I would imagine that you know, Jane's addiction is probably somebody they're all into. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they're an evolution, right? I mean, quicksand was always considered a post hardcore band. All these guys right. have got serious hardcore roots, um, you know, from girl at biscuits and burn and um, so many of the other bands from back in the, the day, the New York hardcore scene, and then evolve and then come out of that. Like, 
you know, like they kind of had that post hardcore sound like them and like helmet, like had that awesome New York post hardcore sound, which really like influenced a ton of other bands. Yes. And, uh, and then that was it, you know, and it was like, we got two amazing, we got an EP and two amazing records. And then that was it. They were on Island Island dropped them and they just sort of flamed out. And, and then since then Walter's done a, bunch of different uh projects some cool some a little hit and miss but you know the guy's been super active in music and uh you know even sergio uh vega and alan cage they've all been involved in different projects as well throughout the years so it was it was cool that they're back together and and i'm glad that they are still you know wanting to do music together so that's kind of neat i really this was off my radar so i it was like when you told me that i was like really wow and i like went right away to listen listen to it and and i listened to a bunch of times i I dig it It, it's definitely it's grabbing me a lot more than than when interiors came out gotcha okay the other thing that i checked out again it was kind of on the back burner all week um and this was a band that i came to know um actually quicksand i knew because of our old college radio days because that first album dropped yeah in what 93 yep yeah, we were we were doing our, our our you know we were doing the the college radio thing at a WCCM. Yeah, um, carrier current station. This this next band was a band that I knew of um, from SOU, and I was explaining it to my wife before um, because I think they were uh, an influential band in the sense that um, they mixed a lot of different things. Um, and my wife kind of was like, oh, this is this is weird. And I said, well, it's no different than than Sepultura mixing tribal stuff. Um, yeah. But the, the name of the band is is Puya. They're from Puerto Rico. Right. And they got a lot of play on WSOU. They did. There's yes. a lot of Puerto Rican people in the area. Yeah. So, and, and they did. They, they were one of those bands like SOU had those darling bands that they just yes. really got behind. That was mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, so they released their first song. What do you mean this is? Oh boy! So now it's saying it is no longer available. Hmm. Oh, did it pull it down? Let me let me try here. Maybe it got pulled down in Europe. <laughs> Just watched the video earlier today, so uh, it is not on here. Oh wow! Uh, nope. Yeah, nope, wow. The, the, the last single is from 2020. Wow. So this got pulled off of Apple Music, it looks like. So I'm wondering and, if they and it's not on Spotify. Hmm. Okay. Let me go back to YouTube. Maybe it was uh, released early, or Could maybe be. something something was something didn't get taken care of with the licensing and the streaming rights, and they, they pulled it down. Maybe yeah, it's just it on be. YouTube. The video came out a week ago, it says. So, all right, let's see. So it's heavier than like a lot of their other stuff. But all right, so here's the like 
real like Latin part to it. Right. So I don't know. I I thought the song was pretty cool, and I think that they're, um, you know, to to me, they're really a, you know, they're they're really a precursor to what other bands started to do, like El Nino, and uh, and even if you think about, I have to look at the dates, but a band like At the Drive In. Uh, really mixed a lot of, you know, at the drive-in mixed a lot of different. They did. Things, the they did add a lot of Latin fusion. A lot of Latin fusion, some jazz, some like heavier elements like thrash. They, you know, they they were a little bit of everything, and I think that a lot of people kind of miss that about the band. Um, so you know, I'm a dope. I could have shared the video while I was playing that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> So, so I don't know. I, I thought that was, um, I enjoyed it. And again, I, you know, my wife was like, well, it's such a contrast, you know, these Latin beats with that. And I said, you love roots. So, I mean, yeah. not, not, not for nothing, but, um, you know, it's, it's not different than what Sepultura has done later on. You know, we've had right. so many other bands that I think were influenced by that. And I, and I think it's, it's dumb that people will say, well, you know, Roots was the band or the album where they kind of, you know, went commercial. I'm like, well, I didn't hear, you know, no. I, I didn't hear Born Stubborn on Z100, you know. Uh, that no, was- uh, yeah, I don't remember hearing anything like that. Uh, it's not commercial. <laughs> it's just they they expanded their music. I mean, they they pushed it and they did something. They did a fusion that, like, hadn't been really done on right. that level. And it was cool. You know, I was interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think that there have been a lot of things that sprung up after. Yeah. And it's funny because actually there's there's one track on there that um, Max duets with a uh, with a Brazilian pop star, actually. Um, a guy's name is uh, Carlinos Brown, which is essentially Charlie Brown. Yeah. Um, who is a huge pop star here in Spain. He's had like a bunch of like really big hits. And it's funny when he started becoming big here, I'm like, why don't they play that song he did with Sepultura on top 40, you know? Yeah, really? So, um, yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, the reason why I wanted to uh, bring all this stuff up is that, um, again, I hate the attitude of nothing good, Nothing new is ever good. And we equally get excited about new music all the time. You know, there's so much good stuff that's coming out. You know, it isn't as prevalent as it was back in the day. You can't go to an MTV or you can't go to your local radio station because that's all controlled at the corporate level. And they're not willing to take chances on smaller bands anymore. And even – Satellite radio. I, I was talking to um, uh, to to uh, one of my patrons, the uh, the metal dentist, Mister Gabriel Ruiz, um, who uh, who was saying how um, some of the technicians in his office gifted him Sirius XM for Christmas, and he was saying, "Yeah, not for nothing." But you know, most of the stuff that I'm hearing on here is all the stuff that's 
driven me off of terrestrial radio now. And he was saying, you know, I was so excited to get it that outside of like, you know, a few things here and there, for the most part, it's gone the way of terrestrial radio. So um, what I'm getting at is you have to keep track of what's coming out and see, you know, what might be, you know, what might be of interest to you. I always do a new releases post on my website and um, today, for example, I took the offspring to task actually today. <laughs> I was a huge offspring fan. I know. Um, <laughs> this is honestly, you know, because I think their previous two albums, although not strong, mm-hmm. there were still like five or six songs like I could get behind this kind of like a green day type thing that even though, you know, I may have lost somewhat interest in them, there were still things that I could find, you know, kind of okay that I could get behind. But man, this has like, like three decent songs on it, you know? And it just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a shame to me that, you know, they've, they've just, They've just become like this jokey band that, you know, they have to have like the comedic hits on the album. And then the the majority of this of this album is, I don't know, to me, it feels like a parody of of what they used to do. You know, I, I posted here, I posted my Offspring playlist. So it goes all the way back to the first album and it has, you know, my favorite songs that they put out throughout their career. Um, so, um, I did that. And then there's a bunch of other, um, new albums that have come out today. New Cannibal Corpse, new Greta Van Fleet that I saw a bunch of people were digging, um, new liquid metal tension, um, so on and so forth. If, if you follow the playlist that I have, that's been put together by my patrons, for example, a band with a horrible name out of Finland, which is called Temple Balls. Um, they released their new album. Uh, Temple Balls. Prio, Priomid, I guess it's pronounced, or Priomide. Um, that came out today. Um, and there's a song off of that on the uh, patron-curated playlist. Mm. Um, so and there's a few other cool things that came out there's um a wednesday 13 ep that has a bunch of covers on it he covered an old gary newman song which is okay actually pretty cool song called films and that's with uh he has alice cooper's daughter on that so that's That's it's pretty cool yeah i Um, uh i discovered this uh korean uh punk hardcore band (laughs) okay and i was like totally in love with it right away oh, wow. <laughs> they're, called, they're called slant and they okay. came out it was released in february but i just showed up on my my instagram feed it's okay. off of, it's on iron i believe it's iron lung records let me see <laughs> let me make sure i got there yeah iron lung records okay and uh they're a korean band all you know young and uh and they have a female singer oh wow uh, i'll give you 30 seconds okay Let's talk for a little bit. 
Yeah, that definitely sounds like old school. Like, yeah, so I love it. <laughs> I was like, well, it's, and I love it. And the the cover is very like you know eighties, like you know total like hard rock, like punk rock, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I love it. It's great, and I love that it's uh you know it's 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 not New York, it's not L.A., it's not Chicago, yeah. like it's it's Korea, and it's freaking great. And it's like so I'm digging. I'm, I love the 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 energy, the vibe. It's cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, and and that which you played me, you know, the, that's kind of my write up on the on the offspring. I, you know, when Come Out and Play came out, and everyone and their mother loved that. I was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't get this as being a, a punk band. And then you know, the song the song that did it for me was the first single off of Ixnay on the Ombre was All I Want, which was a full on punk song. And and I was like, okay, well now I get what people are talking about. Um, that's when I went back and actually listened listened to Smash. But yeah, um, yeah it, it. um All right, let me see here. He just sent me the link. Yeah, I sent you the Spotify link to, which I want to get the record. Um, so Iron Lung Records seems to be a uh, you know it's like a hardcore punk label here um i believe iron lung records yeah you can get it through like big cartel.com iron lung cartel they have okay. a few other uh you know insect warfare some other like hardcore punk stuff like the crossover um kind of sounding stuff which is also that also reminds me a little bit of that crossover stuff dri um right. with like the hardcore punk like really thrashy and yeah yeah i dig it i dig it yeah that i mean that Again, that was like kind of what I was into, like DRI and suicidal tendencies right. and stuff like that. You fun know, with, stuff, man. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. So Rob Rose says, I was not happy with the new Offspring besides two songs. I like going down the YouTube rabbit hole for music from time to time and find interesting music groups. Absolutely. I do the same thing. This is nothing better than a YouTube rabbit hole yeah. and you find something new and you're like, whoa, this is cool. Like that band Capra. Uh, right. I think I found them on like a YouTube rabbit hole or something and then I wound up, or I don't know, if maybe you post, I don't know. All I know is it led me down. I was like, oh, they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're on Metal Blade, I think. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're and that song is now. great. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Jose says, um, all right, Bennett, who's his brother, told him about Puya, and it's cool to hear metal with a Boricua accent. So there you go. Nice. Um, yeah, another album that I'm looking forward to that will be out soon will be, uh, have you ever heard of a British, bl- a British band called Royal Blood? Yes. Yes. I actually saw them open for the Foo Fighters in um, City Field a few years back. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, we didn't get to see their whole set, but we caught like the last like three or four songs. Okay. Yeah. They're, um, uh, they're one of my favorite bands that's come out in like the last 10 years. So they're about to drop their third album. They got a really cool sound. I, I like, I like their sound. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm excited about that. And um, what other things do you know of that you're looking forward to uh, dropping? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I've been a little um, I've been a little off the radar uh, recently on on what's been coming out. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't been keeping track as as much as I normally do. Um, 
yeah, I, I've been I've been just kind of off off the grid with that stuff. So uh, normally I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this and wait for that. But right. I kind of don't know what's coming out. I mean, I did check out the new man, the new mammoth song or list new ish, which I really liked with uh, with uh, Wolfgang. Uh, the video is right. cool. It's a good video. It's funny. But the song's really good. And I, I dig it. I think it's cool. The kid's really talented. There's actually another track off of that album that I like more than that track. OK, Um I'm trying to see because I have I have the um, the patron playlist and then I have my 2021 playlist. Let me see if I can find it. Where is Wolfgang? Um, is it this song? Oh, I think I heard this when uh, when he was on Howard. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, so that that's technically the first single that he released off of this because distance mm-hmm. isn't gonna be on the album. It's gonna be on like a limited edition version of the album. Yeah. So um then you go Jira actually is exciting as well. Everything that I've heard off of that. The new Dirty wow. Honey song. I'm looking forward to their new record, and their new song is really cool. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're into Dirty Honey at all, but I, I like them. Mm-hmm. And they have um, that you could pre order their new record, California Dreamin', comes out on April 23rd. Uh, my wife and I got really into these guys. She actually introduced me to them because she was listening to them on DHA a lot out here, the local, the only the only terrestrial rock radio station really left. Right. And uh, they play them all the time. And they're like a great cross of like all like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses and Zeppelin and, you know, just really great classic riffage. Um, right. And the new song is 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 pretty cool. Uh, the new the latest. There's two tracks out now that you can listen to. Three. Three. Oh, so maybe there's they just California Dreamin' tied up and Gypsy. Yes. So California Dreamin' and tied up are cool. Gypsy. I don't think I, I heard yet. Okay, so let's hear a little bit of Gypsy. Let's see what this sounds like. You hear that, like, like a little bit of like an Aerosmith, like, yeah. I roll in like a desert wind with a broken scroll and a on me. Definitely has a Aerosmith feel to it. Yeah, mixed yeah. in with some crows and Guns N' Roses, and I, you know, they're like right. kind of like all that classic rock stuff, but like in a blend. And like, I, but I like the way they do it, and it's not. Like bands like Greta Van Fleet, like I dig Greta Van Fleet, I really do, and I and I, I respect it, and I was made me even more excited. Cause I'm like, hey, these are kids, and I love that they're like bringing the sound back. But you just want to see them now, like okay, develop into like your own thing, like, <laughs> and right. and I and that's without hearing the newest stuff yet. So I haven't heard the newest Greta Van Fleet yet, but I, I knew I was getting. Wait. Let let me let me play a song off of. Um, I I have not. I re- I okay. honestly have not. So let, I, let me I, let me play a little of the new Greta Van Fleet for you. Okay, because my wife and I were like, you know what, we should check it out. Okay. We haven't checked it out yet. 
You're laughing because I I don't. <laughs> That's that's my Greta Van Fleet joke. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say. Um, wait a second. <laughs> I'm waiting for like, did they do a cover of "Lay It on the Line"? I'm like, oh wait a second, this is actually "Lay It on the Line." <laughs> Lay it on the. Yes. Um, so that's. Uh, I keep telling people they're like, well, you know, they sound too much like Zeppelin. I'm like, they sound like Triumph to me. Yeah, there's like Triumph and like Zebra and. Uh, yeah, and you know. Zeppelin. It's, it's, it's funny how people are selective with what they hate because, you know, people will, will start to say, oh, you know, they suck because, you know, they imitate this band or they imitate that band because Zeppelin never borrowed from anyone. You no, know? no, they never <laughs> ripped off any American <laughs> blues artists and paid them <laughs> nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jimmy Page never heard of Robert Johnson his entire life or no. they didn't fucking record uh what, what song was that off of the first zeppelin album where they they got sued and they had to put um babe i'm gonna leave you was someone else's song and they yeah. covered it and had the balls to say that it was written by page plant jones and and fucking yeah. Bonham. and it's like uh hello yeah <laughs> Someone else's song. That's like, all right, um, I'm going to cover Paranoid and it's going to be, it's going to say Vaglio Ruiz and, you know, whatever. You know? Yeah. No, it's our song. We never heard this other version. I, I, I never know. heard that Black never Sabbath song. Yeah. Never. All right, let's see. So I heard one song off the Greta Van Fleet and I saw the video and it reminded me more of The Darkness than it reminded me of anything else. Just <laughs> because darkness. of the way... That bit is terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for offending all the darkness fans out there, but they're terrible. Uh, this is the song I heard. It sounds like something off the presence. Right. Or, uh, In the evening. <laughs> Uh, All right. That, once it kicks in, sounds nothing like Zeppelin to me. That sounds more like. I don't even know. Like you're something that came out of San Francisco in the late '60s. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very, uh, it's very hate Ashbury. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, vibe sound. Yeah. Yeah. 
I am excited. I will tell you um, what I am looking forward to, which I, it'd be interesting to see if it comes, which I, they're saying it's supposed to come, I guess, after the summer of this year is the new ghost record. Okay. Um, which I know a lot of people are like, <laughs> you know, some people can't stand ghost. Uh, I am in a camp of, I really like ghost, although I wasn't psyched on their last record. Their last record I felt was, it just wasn't what I wanted, you know, from a, from my point of view, but I understand the trajectory and I thought there were some really cool songs on there. Um, but I wasn't like a giant fan of that record. But then I loved, but then I loved like their like sixties like follow up single to that right. which they put out, which I thought was really fun and and uh, and it was so. I, but I am I'm looking forward to a new Ghost record because I've heard that he said that that's going to be a little bit more, I guess heavier. I don't know Tobias Forge, but so, I mean you like Ghost, you, you're a Ghost fan. I I do, but that album actually happens to be my favorite album by the band. <laughs> I knew it would be. <laughs> Um, and I'll tell you why, because there's like a lot of stuff on there that uh, really reminds me of things that I'm really into. Like uh, what's there's one riff that could have been recorded by Rat back in the day. Uh, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. And I, I'm not sure if it's the third. Well, there's a song in there, maybe the third or fourth song in. I'm trying to bring it up so I can see song titles. Um. There's a song in there that just freaking cranks. Yes. That riff is great. Yeah. That's uh that's faith on that record. Okay. So Yeah, that's it. But what I think it was, it's this. It's rats. 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 That was the first single. Yeah. This is total eighties. Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, listen, I'm not saying I hate the record. It just isn't. I like Meloria, uh, Meloria, whatever. I like that one better. Right. There, there's some. I mean, I, I feel like that that record is is pretty amazing from start to finish. No, I get it. You know, I know that there's a lot of people that love them. I saw them early on at a festival here and they went on at like three in the afternoon. It was like a hundred degrees out. Yeah. And the sun was like completely on them. It was ridiculous. Actually, I saw them and children of Bodom came on after them. Fear Factory came on late. It was the last band to actually play at that festival, even mm. though they didn't headline. Um, and in my opinion, at that festival, uh, much to uh, unpopular opinion, I actually think the offspring and, and Evanescence blew everyone else away. And this festival had Soundgarden, had Metallica, had Machine Head. Um, as much as I love Soundgarden, again, unpopular opinion, I hated seeing them live. Every yeah. time that I've seen them live, their set has bored me. I I will agree with you. I mean, I'm happy I saw them live because right. you know I, I being able to watch Chris Cornell do it, he you know sing live is just unbelievable because you're like this guy's ridiculous. Right. But I agree, their set always felt like it was 15 to 20 minutes too long. Yeah, yeah, it just dragged on like it was 
All right, so we have like three up-tempo songs and everything else is just like slow dirges. And it's like, you're not just a, a doom band, you know, you, you yeah. did put up, you did put out like upbeat songs. So, right. I mean, I don't know. Just weird. Um, for those that, um, that can't keep up with some of the newer stuff coming out, it is another reason why I recommend you guys join my Patreon, where I'm posting anywhere from two to six videos a day. Um, and the patrons are picking songs from there to add to the playlist that uh, I do have up there on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, you can check that out on MarsAttacksRadio.com forward slash playlists, plural. And um, <laughs> yes, my, my cousin is already giving my brother a happy birthday. That was my call after the show today. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have that playlist going there and it's, it's a cool way of checking out stuff that um, yeah, some of the bands you're going to hear other places and others, probably not. Again, I mentioned the temple balls before there, there is a song on there by temple balls, which is definitely if you're, if you're craving something that sounds like 80s hard rock, that's definitely 80s hard rock. But then you have stuff like um, um, Oceans with Voices, which has uh, guest vocals by um, Lena Scissorhands from, um, uh, from the band Infected Rain, who is out of the Ukraine. Actually, my brother oh, that band's is great. online. That, um, that band's great. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Infected so, Rain's great. Ginger is awesome. Ginger, who's recording a, a new album. Actually, I just screwed that up. Ginger's from the Ukraine, yeah. and Infected Rain is from uh, Moldavia. Ah, okay. So yeah, they're they're great. Um, Infected Rain, I like them a lot, and you know, and I'm a big Ginger fan. Yeah. Also, if you um, follow the the Patreon. Just $2 a month gets you in there. I do an unboxing, an album of the week. And um, I, what I do is I show off, you know, the, the colorful and picture discs and different things that, uh, that I have available. And um, uh, one of the things that I will be showing is the last album by uh, Infected Rain, probably next month because I shot all of this month's footage already. Nice. But uh, so far this month, I showed off um, it's uh, Curse of Autumn by Witherfell, who I had, or Witherfall, who I had on the uh, live stream a few weeks back. They were cool enough to send me some merch, a, nice. a hoodie, which I showed off in the video. Um, and I went way back. I have a, a, um, a Fastway picture disc. Whoa. Uh, easy living, which I showed off. And then I was like, you know what? There's only like two songs off of this. There isn't really a lot to talk about. So what I started showing them was some of the old uh, cassette promos that we would get when we were at CCM. Wow. And, uh, so, you know, it was funny because I talked to Phil Rind of Sacred Reich about this, how, you know, we would get those promos. They were the, the white label promos that looked like yep. they were typed on. And um, and there were so many cool things that um, that we received ahead of time before people knew about it. Uh, I remember we got the first Rage Against the Machine, and I had friends that were saying, this will never be big. No one will ever 
get into this. And by the, you know, like a week after that came out, you were already bringing in bootlegs. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it was something it was from the, the, uh, what the hell's the name of the club in Philly? The, um, uh, JC Dobbs at the time, which is way gone, but yeah, JC Dobbs was the, the club there in Philly. Okay. That, yeah. That's I was what thinking I, of the, the Trocadero or something like that, or. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was right over there though, but yeah, I think it was that I, I may have that somewhere still. Um, yeah, I remember the time we got the uh, Alice in Chains for dirt and they literally sent it in a bag of dirt and we threw it away. So like, why the hell would they send us a bag of dirt and we threw it away? And they were like, no, the CD's in there. And we're like trying to go through the garbage and like find it. And we're like, you got what a stupid idea. Right. I mean, there, there were some other like cool, like promotional things that we did get. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a band out of Chicago called LSD, um, Life, Sex, and Death, and they had they had a single called Telephone. So yeah. back then, it cost twenty cents to make a telephone call. So they sent the CD single for Telephone with twenty cents in the in the actual envelope. <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was. Um, a lot of autograph stuff. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, a fun and interesting time for sure. So um, it certainly was. Last thing that I wanted to talk to you about, we we were kind of going back and forth on social media about the Crow soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and as much as I like that first Crow soundtrack, I've always said it. Nothing compares to a dead rock star or a, a dead musician. Right. The Crow 2 soundtrack, right? I like the Crow 2 soundtrack more than, more than the first one. Personally. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that was playing. I'm like, why? Is, where's this music coming from? <laughs> it's coming from you, my friend. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like like, um, like dude, as my brother's texting me stuff at the same time and i'm like uh, <laughs> yeah well that's I'm why like, I, I i got used to just putting do not disturb on everything because if not yeah. it would be impossible or shutting down uh, shutting down outlook shutting down yeah. anything where i could receive a message um <laughs> to to me <laughs> again as much as i love that first crow movie i think right. Brandon Lee was the Heath Ledger of his time. Uh, I mean, it definitely, I mean, listen, it was definitely a big deal. I mean, and it was just the parallels and him being a Lee and all that. And it's the crow, which is already a movie about, you know, someone who gets shot and killed and then comes. So it's like, there's just so much like myth and, you know, irony to the whole thing. So it just made it the whole, uh, it was part of the story, but that soundtrack was great. And it was also in a time when soundtracks were like some soundtracks oh, came out and they were better than movies, like right. yeah, Judgment yeah, yeah. Night, being like a huge example Perfect of that. Example. But, yeah. Right. But like that 90s era, like soundtracks were like really good. Lots of good bands, bands contributing good songs, like not just throwaway stuff, like right. cool B-sides or like sometimes like a different recording of it or like. You know, sometimes it was like the demo version of that song was released and then the band re-recorded for like the record. So it was right. Uh, that, that was like a thing. Like think of the single soundtrack. Um, yep. You know, we were talking about Josie and the Pussycats. 
which that was a little bit later, but that was a great soundtrack. Exactly. Awesome. Onyx and Biohazard. I think my favorite on this may be the Faith No More and Booyah Tribe uh, combo. Yes, As, that, that's great. The um, the helmet and um, yeah, House of Pain is great. Yeah, yeah. The Dinosaur Junior one is cool. Like it's it's very it's very cool. Yeah, I actually like the Mud Honey and the Sir Mix a Lot song as well. That one is pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, there were a lot of really cool soundtracks back then. Again, that's I think that second Crow soundtrack was cool. Yeah, the Spawn soundtrack, which had some cool things on there. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that Spawn soundtrack. Yeah, you're right. I, and I totally don't think forgot. That's that. available anywhere. No, um, I'm looking right now. I don't see it. Yeah, this was, and that was the Crow City of Angels soundtrack. Right, City of Angels. Word. That I don't think is anywhere either. I mean, you can buy a CD of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the CD on Amazon is $902. I'm selling it. All right. Who's bidding? I, I, st- I still have mine. That's. But then you but then you could go on to Discogs and get it for 89 cents. <laughs> awesome. Let's buy all those 89 cents CDs and sell them for, let's undercut this guy, 899 <laughs> <laughs> The track list on that was cool, though, but you had Hole doing Gold, gold Dust Woman, yeah. White Zombie, A Thumb Your Boogeyman, Filter. Uh, yep. PJ Harvey, Bush, Tricky, and, and Gravediggers, uh, Seven Mary Three, Linda Perry with Gray Slick, The Toadies. Yeah, that New York Loose song. Uh, I love that New York Loose song. Yeah. Corn, The Deftones, Iggy Pop, Above the Law. Oh, Heather Nova. Okay. Oh, believe, uh, yeah, Heather Nova, the Believe in Angels song. Pet. Yeah. It's a strong it, soundtrack. It is. I, I Listen, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that, you know, the Crow one stands up on, on, on a little bit because it's just the, the first one. And it's got it's got some really strong. Like, I love that. I love the Dead Souls song on there, the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, the, I, th- I think my my biggest thing, like I mentioned the other day, is like, for example, that Nine Inch Nails song was already out. The the Rage Against Machine song was out. You know, we had know. we had access to a lot of that stuff. We did. We did. Like Darkness was the B-side. Yeah. So, so it was like, all right, well, this is cool, but I've heard this already. Yeah. So, um Real, real quickly, because um, I'm sure you probably want to get to uh, to eating something, but um, um, and I know this from doing the Thursday night shows with you. Um, have you seen today's episode? I have seen today's episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Watch it this morning. Thoughts? Quick thoughts were it definitely was the calm before the storm. Yes. Um, which they needed to do because they needed to slow it down. We needed to deal with repercussions and consequences and see trans in the transition because we were waiting to see what was going to happen. And with Sam, we were waiting to see what the fallout was going to be um, from uh, Captain America 2. <laughs> right. uh, 
from him. Um, obviously, the, and they tied up the stuff with with Bucky and but where Bucky's now have to finish his journey and yeah. and then of course Zemo getting taken by the Wakanda. So they they wrapped up some loose ends. They slowed it down a little bit, and now you can bet like next week's gonna be like ramped Full up. On. Yeah, and I think more than ever they set us up to believe that uh, she is the power broker. That yeah. uh, Sharon Carter is uh, is the power broker. Are you sure? No, no, I'm not. But <laughs> but I'll tell you what I am sure of is that Peter Parker is not showing up at all. No Peter Parker, no Doctor Strange. They're not showing up. No Luke Skywalker. You, you know, you know what you're cueing. <laughs> Spider-Man will be appearing in The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Chris Vaglio has broken this news to you here first. Um, actually, he broke it on Galaxy of Geeks weeks ago when he said he right. wouldn't appear. He's so not appearing. For, for everyone who doesn't check us out on Thursday nights, Chris said Luke Skywalker would not show up in The Mandalorian. He showed up. Um, he said Doctor Strange definitely in WandaVision. Nowhere to be found. So he's batting a thousand. So we got to have Spider-Man in in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was his first thing that he said. We will not see Spider-Man in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm so right on means- this one. He's he is not showing up. I'm right on this one. I'm right on. Oh man. Um, my big oh shit moment of the episode because I am such a fan of Veep. And Seinfeld yes. was Julia Louis Dreyfus showing I had up. A feeling I remember you're gonna love that. Reading, I remember reading that she was going to be involved in something Marvel related, and she comes out out of the blue in that courtroom scene, mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I've been watching any of these series with my wife because we tend to watch them on Friday nights together where we looked at each other and literally said, holy shit out loud at the same time, because she's an actress that we both have loved for so long. And it was just cool to see her show up. And the second that I, that I saw her, I'm like, is she the power broker? Um, you know what? It's, it's a great setup. I don't think she is, but then again, you know, Peter Parker's not showing up. So I, (laughs) another cool thing that uh, I kind of brought up on galaxy of geeks. um, Daniel Brule. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. Brew, brew or something like that. Yeah. But yes, Zemo. Um, I mentioned this. Zemo was born in Spain, was born in Barcelona. Uh, He grew up in Spain, moved to Germany when he was 12 and then became a German voiceover actor when he was 15. Mm. Um, I've seen several interviews with him in Spanish now where he's got, you know, he speaks fluent Spanish. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he's like throwing out like certain terminology where it's specifically from Spain. There are certain terms that he uses where right. if he were from any other country, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't make sense or it, well, it probably makes sense because the slang translates, but you know, it's very, it's very colloquial to hear. Right. Um, right. So it was kind of interesting in hearing some of the things that he, um, 
that he was discussed. Yeah. Um, last night's episode, real quick, I uh, I did all quick hits. And um, what I did do was I talked about a lot of theories that uh, have been thrown out there and a bunch of things that I thought was um, was was just kind of ridiculous. Some of the things that they're throwing out there. So um, but as we've talked about behind the scenes, it's all about the clickbait. After it all, is. it always is. So you have sites where if if we get. If we get 9 million followers, um, I will be giving away my personally autographed PlayStation video game console, um, you know, and shit like that, where it's like, yeah, you're just looking for people to, to follow. And, and it's funny right. because this specific channel, the guy was saying, well, I used to be a serious critique, a critic, and I'm going to go back to doing that. And it's like, yeah. Because yeah, you're exactly. throwing like a million, million theories against the wall and you're getting none of them correct. Yeah, and none of them are right and you're, you're starting to have egg on your face. Yes, more or less. So. Do, uh, all right. Uh, so did I understand that JLD is a power box? Okay. Bottom. Power bottom. Okay. Um, sure. If you say so, sir. So, uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone who's joined us tonight live, anyone who is watching this afterwards on YouTube, anyone who is listening to the Mars Attacks podcast edition of this episode. Um, just like a, uh, a good villain in the comics, Chris Vaglio will be back at some point in the future. Um, not to say that he is a villain, but of course we do Galaxy of Geeks. We also do Galaxy of Geeks live stream on Thursdays uh, right. at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. the UK, midnight for those of us in Central European time zone. Um, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> do you have any uh, parting words, sir? Uh, only uh, thanks for watching and yeah make sure you check us out on Thursday um, do you Thursdays want to, Thursdays do you, do you want to uh, um, as the term that uh, Mr. Elson got uh, upset with me about which later I was told that he wasn't really upset um, do you want to uh, pimp your business it's right behind nah, you your right. Shoulder? okay that's all right now we'll just Pimp, pimp the show. Galaxy Geeks. Watch it on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Awesome. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. And uh, we will see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 